Welcome to the Runner's World Show. I'm David Willey. This week, we begin with a surprising and thought-provoking story. A few weeks ago, two of our staffers went down to the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. to take a physical fitness test. For a couple of runners, and trust me, these are very fit people, they were more than a little nervous. I don't want to give away the results, but let's just say that this story may force you to rethink your own workout routine. Then we close the show in the kick with two jaw-dropping world records, one involving a treadmill, the other a remarkably fast canine, also a controversy around a marathon up in Vermont that was canceled due to the heat, and finally, for you fellow Friday Night Lights groupies, the cast is getting back together, all to do a run. Will Vince, a.k.a. Michael B. Jordan, be among them? Stick with us to find out. Thanks for joining us. How fit am I, really? Lots of runners may find themselves asking that question from time to time, and it was that exact question that landed Runner's World staffers Robert Reese and Christine Fennessy to the Pentagon in May to take the Air Force physical fitness test. It was a unique opportunity for a bunch of reasons. Very few civilians get to see the Pentagon's massive subterranean fitness complex. And few of us really know how our own personal training routines stack up to what's required of some of our service members. Robert and Christine were under strict orders from our producer to not train for this test in any way in the weeks leading up to it. They were simply to maintain their normal routines and see how their very different approaches to fitness would measure up. Here, Christine takes us along for the ride. So we're heading to the Pentagon, and we're going to take this Air Force physical fitness test. And I think both of us feel a little bit of trepidation over such a thing. We know a little bit about what's ahead of us. We know we're going to do a 1.5-mile run. We know we're going to have to do push-ups as many as we can do in one minute and same thing with sit-ups as many as we can do in a minute um I know what I'm worried about what are you worried about I am very very worried about the sit-ups and the push-ups um I am kind of one of those stubborn runners that just runs and uh I know we're supposed to cross train and all that and I just never find time to do it and I think I'm supposed to do something like 40 sit-ups in under a minute. And I'm kind of scared that I'm not going to be able to. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm most worried uh, about the run. Oh, yes, that is, the, that is the thing that is worrying me the most. Because, not that I, I know I can finish it and I'm, I'm sure I can pass it, but well, let's be honest, we're not just <laughs> coming and doing this and hoping that we'll just pass. We want to be amazing. And I think that I, I think that's what worries me the most is that I kind of know that I'm not going to be amazing. <laughs> See, Robert and I are really different athletes. Robert runs six, sometimes seven days a week, about 50 miles a week. He runs at least nine marathons a year, and he is really fast. I run two, maybe three times a week. I never wear a watch, and I never do speed work. I like to ride my bike, and I go to the gym. So we were nervous about this test for very different reasons, because we have really different strengths and weaknesses. And we had a three-and-a-half-hour car ride to obsess over all of them. Okay. We 
mean, it's not like if we don't do well, we're not going to get into something, but it's just sort of mentally knowing. Well, I, I legitimately am going to fail the push-ups and the sit-ups portion of this. Like, and that just makes me feel really bad about myself. Um, yeah, I think that the the test is going to be, I mean, the 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 run portion, like the pace, you know, you asked about that. It's probably about 6.15 pace. I've run a half marathon faster than that pace. So, you know, running a mile and a half there is no big deal. But 40 sit-ups in a minute, that's, that's a lot. Uh, if you don't do sit-ups, and I don't do sit-ups... Now, we could have prepared for this. I mean, that's what members of the Air Force do. They know when the test is coming, they know exactly what scores they have to nail, and they work on their weaknesses. But we'd promised our producer, Sylvia, that we wouldn't prepare ourselves. We did not like this idea very much at first. But we came around. Because it would be more interesting to see how our regular training routines would stack up against a test like this. Yeah, I'm not worried about the sit-ups. Even though I don't do classic sit-ups, I do a lot of, like, core stuff. Um, I I mean, that doesn't mean that I'm going to do well. I just, I I haven't really considered worrying about them. They're sort of at the bottom of my list of worries. The run is really high. Um, And then, so push-ups... To get the maximum number of points, you have to do 57. How do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, my God, 57? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> so that's in a minute. It should be noted. I don't think I could do 57 push-ups in an hour. <laughs> I'm like, legitimately, I know you're laughing, but I'm when, when Be honest, when was the last time you did a push-up? And if you've been secret training, you have to come clean. I have not been secret training. <laughs> you know, I don't like failing. Uh, and I feel like we're going to fail today. Yeah, I'm more worried about disappointing myself. <laughs> right. I figured I would be a little nervous, but as I get off the metro stop at the Pentagon, I'm surprised at how anxious I feel. The tight security at the entrance doesn't help. In many ways, The inside of the Pentagon is unremarkable. Long hallways full of closed doors and empty walls. And then you hear that there are 17.5 miles, miles of these hallways. And then you start getting an appreciation for just how unique the place is. It takes 10 minutes of walking and finally we enter a massive gym. It's underground. It's actually underneath a parking lot. We hang a left into a small room. Um, we are in a uh, yoga-looking room with the wooden floors and a uh, couple of mats on the floor ready for us. And the gym, the Pentagon gym, is just outside that door. Uh, it's huge. There's a track that we're going to be running around, a blue blue track. Got to run 13 times around it, I think. I'm a little nervous. My voice is shaking. I am totally out of my element here. And uh, there's a room full of people that are all looking at me and are going to laugh at me very soon. (laughs) We meet Captain Olivia Cordy. She's going to administer the official Air Force fitness assessment test for us. So this is the fitness assessment score sheet. So here I just need you to fill in your name and your um, 
uh, age. So that way we can compute your score once we're done. And then we'll take the height and weight. And then I'll give you a chance to look at the score sheet so you know exactly what your minimum and maximums are for everything. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Captain Cordy has served in the Air Force for nine years. And she's an official PTL, or physical training leader, certified to conduct the fitness test. She's administered it for dozens of Air Force members. She's got a wide, friendly smile, but you just know she's not going to cut you any slack. She walks us through what's to come. So there are four components of the fitness test. The first is the abdominal circumference, um, and we do that along with the height and waist measurement. And then we do the muscular component, which is uh, sit-ups and push-ups. And the person that can actually decide if they want to do the push-ups or sit-ups first, whichever one they're more comfortable with. And then we'll go up and do the aerobic component, which is a mile and a half run. So here's how it works. To pass the test, you have to get a total score of at least 75 points out of 100. But that's not all you have to hit the minimum satisfactory score in each of the four categories. So even if you get a 90 overall by scoring really high in three out of the four categories, if you miss the mark in that fourth category, you're done. So for example, say you're a trim, super fast runner who can do sit-ups until the cows come home, but you can't do a push-up to save your life. You fail. The requirements vary by sex and age, and everyone in the Air Force, no matter what their rank, has to take the test. If you score below 75, you've failed. And if you're in the Air Force, that means you have to take the test again within 90 days. But... If they do do four failures within 24 months, they, a package does have to be put together for a retention or discharge from the Air Force. So some people this can be a little bit nerve-wracking for. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's nerve-wracking for us, and, you know, we don't really even have anything on the line. So I imagine, you know, uh, wow, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> right. So Okay, so we'll get the test started. So I'll read you guys the instructions for the abdominal circumference. We'll go take that, and we'll get your height and weight measured also. Robert says we don't have anything on the line, which is not exactly true, because if we fail, we'll just have to live with our failures forever. No pressure. Height. Captain Cordy records the height and weight component to calculate our body composition, and the easiest part of the test is over in seconds. So I get you at 5'3"? Is that what you normally do? Yeah. Okay. We both ace that portion, and then it's on to the next. Robert goes first, and he decides to start off with the push-ups. To simply pass, he needs to do 27 in a minute. To max out the score, he needs to do 57 or more which is a ridiculous number of push-ups. I'm equally nervous about this and the sit-ups, but I know that um, I can't do what I need to do to pass, and so that makes me very nervous. But I'm gonna do uh, my best. I'm gonna try to um, keep them slow and steady instead of going too quickly. Okay, so I'm going to read some verbal instructions that we have to read to everybody before the test. So, the push-up is one assessment of the muscular fitness. Place your palms or fists on the floor. Hands will be slightly wider than shoulder-width apart with your elbows fully extended. Your feet may Basically, be no more than 12 inches anything that makes a push-up easier, forget about it. Captain Cordy demonstrates a push-up for us. Her form is perfect. This will be your up starting positions. Hands have to be flat on the floor. Feet no further than 12 inches apart. Down, up. Up is one. So if you need a rest, you can rest here. You can go like this. You lift your feet, lift your hands off the ground if you need to. Robert places his hands wide on the mat and lowers himself to the floor. So ready? 
Begin. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He starts sweating, 12, and a vein bulges 13, in his forehead. 14, but he doesn't actually look 15, like a guy who never does 16, push-ups. He's consistently 17, ripping them out. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Go down a little bit farther. 23, 24, 25. You have 30 seconds left. 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 15 seconds, 34. Make sure you go down all the way. 35. Come on, come on. Go. Couple more. 36. Come on, 37. So that didn't go as badly as I was worried that it was going to. I really was uh, concerned I wouldn't be able to get 27. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a really long way away from the 57 I needed for uh, the top score. So I definitely have some work to do there because I like hitting the top score, and I'm a long way away from it. So you received 7.7 points out of 10 on the the push-ups. Then I'm up. I need to get 14 to pass, and a perfect score is 46 or above. Now, here's the thing about this part of the test. This is the part that I really, really want to do well in, because... Push-ups are something I've been working on for months, long before I knew I would have a captain in the Air Force counting them out for me. I just think push-ups are really badass. So while I've been most nervous about the run portion of the test, I'm freaking out a little bit at this point because I know I can't hit the max of 46, but I really, really want to get close. Ready? Begin. One, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight. Make sure you're coming up all the way. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Make sure you come up all the way. Twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty seconds, thirty-two. 33. It was like my triceps had vanished. There I am, hovered inches over the floor with, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds left and absolutely nothing left in my arms. 36. That's done. You're done. I should have rested. I am bummed. Yes, I I know 36 push-ups is solid, but this is the Pentagon. (laughs) Badasses are all around me, and I just wanted to feel like them just for a minute. I get up, shake my arms out, then after two minutes of rest, it's time for the sit-ups. You'll begin by laying face up on the floor or mat. Your feet may extend off the floor or mat, but your buttocks... In brief, your hands can't leave your chest and your heels can't leave the floor. Your elbows have to touch your thighs or your knees, and your shoulder blades have to touch the mat. Again, Robert goes first. Ready? Begin. One, two, 
three, four, Right away, I can tell Robert was not exaggerating about his lack of sit-up skills. He is one of the fittest-looking dudes that I know. He's a sub-three-hour marathoner with, all right, it's cheesy to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway, a beautiful running stride. Robert makes running look effortless. But now he's struggling. 19, 30 seconds. 20, 21, keep your hands in contact. 22. Really struggling. 23. With each rep, he slows just a little bit and he's grimacing. 25. It's kind of like his torso is turning into cement. 15 seconds. 27. Keep your hands in contact. 28. Come on. 28. You're still on 28. You're done. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, I really got to start doing core work. Oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. I just failed. I didn't hit the minimum. So, yeah, minimum it doesn't matter. Minimum uh, and, and how many did he get? He got 28. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so, so that's game over. So you can finish taking your, the test. We, we don't ever stop that. But if you don't meet one of the minimum components, you fail the test. Yeah, I, that's what I was really nervous about because uh, so. I knew this was a, a really weak area for me. I can't believe it when he fails. There's nothing worse than disappointing yourself. Then it's my turn. Lay down to start. Ready? Begin. One, two. I shut my brain off, throw my back against the floor, and like a thing out of a horror movie, swing violently up and down. I forget what number I'm aiming for and just keep slamming myself into the mat until Captain Cordy calls time. 43, 44. 45, 15 seconds, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, time. That's the most horrible noise I could make. I, it was just totally involuntary. Did I max out? Yes, you did. Yes. Oh, I should have done that. You don't have to go over your max. What was my max? Um, 45. So you did 12 more than over the max. Oh, (laughs) yay. I can't think when I'm doing stuff. (laughs) So you got 10 points out of 10 for your uh, I am grateful for all those painful planks at the gym. Thanks. We're actually going to travel upstairs to go to the the track, and we'll start the the run portion of the test. So, what may not pay off, however, is my running routine. So, the 1.5 mile time to run is used to measure cardio respiratory fitness. Prior to beginning the 1.5 mile run, you may complete up to a three minute warm up. You will line Again, up the it's pretty line. basic. Stay on the outer ring of the track and go like hell. The track we're on is blue, it's elevated, and there's a basketball game taking place below it. There are a few other runners on it, but nobody looking too serious. Robert and I line up. Ready? Begin. When Captain Cordy tells us to go, I'm on Robert's heels for about three seconds before he disappears around the first turn. We've got to go 12 and three quarters laps around this thing, so I settle into a pace that feels like something I can hold for a mile and a half. Within minutes, Robert laughs me. He just floats on by with his effortless stride. Christine's coming by. You have eight laps left. You're at 346. I can hear Captain Cordy calling out my splits, but they mean nothing to me. Robert laughs me again, 
which does blow my mind a little bit. 8.51 for Robert. You have two laps left, you're at 8.57. When I have a lap to go, I target a trio of dudes who I've now passed multiple times. I'm determined to get to the captain before they do. Right before my imaginary finish line, however, the three of them spread out and have to weave around them to finish my run. I am gassed. 10.37. That's awesome. Whew. Did she get it? She ran a 10.37, so she maxed out for the females as well. I am truly shocked to hear this. You did, yeah. What was the time? No way! No way! What pace is that? I don't even know what pace that is. It's great. That's really exciting. Finally, we get our results. So I calculated your guys' scores, and overall, Christine, you got a 99.2 out of 100. And then... And you pass, you max out all the components except for the, the push-ups. Robert, you, you scored an 87.7. However, you would have still failed the test because you did not uh, get the minimum component for the sit-ups. Yes. So he would have 90 days to retest. You guys are very fast. <laughs> I was very impressed. We don't see like too many people running a, a sub-nine. And the females also just running a sub-1030. You don't see that very often. So you guys did very, very well on the run, which has the highest fail rate for, okay. the, for the Air Force fitness test. So you guys maxed that out, obviously. <laughs> so congratulations. Great job. After all that, we deserve a couple of beers. So that evening at the hotel bar, we debrief with our producer, Sylvia. So compared to what your thoughts were going in, how do you how do you feel about it now? I mean, honestly, like I'm really disappointed. Um, I'm not surprised. Like I expected this. I knew that um, my my sit-ups and possibly my push-ups would be a really weak link, but it still it sucks to fail at something. I think we should all be able to pass a general fitness test. Well, so, so Robert, I wanted to ask you sort of, yeah, so what are your takeaways, your plans now um, coming away from this? I think the biggest takeaway is that um, just running's not enough. You know, like you can go out and you can run 50 miles a week or whatever, and um, that's going to let you run okay enough, but um, it's not going to do anything else. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to be like a, a well-rounded um, athlete or not even just an athlete but just like in shape as a person um, you really need to hit the gym a little bit and you know focus on some things other than just running so um, yeah I guess it's not good in this case to be such a, a one-trick pony <laughs> what's your personal plan are you making this goal now are you pledging to can we hold you to this on the podcast Absolutely. I don't like losing, you know, and Christine kicked my butt today. So we should focus on that for a bit. Um, she got a 99.2. So she really, really did a fantastic job. Um, but I think I could do better than 99.2. So <laughs> I, uh, 90 days from now, let's, let's try it again and see if we can both get 100. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, yes, that would be very cool. Absolutely. So you got a 99.2, but I, Robert and I both know what the main thing on your mind is. <laughs> yes, the main thing on my mind is those damn push-ups. I could have done more. Oh, maybe I couldn't have done more. Maybe maybe that was, well, obviously I couldn't have done more. I, I basically got to the, that last one 
and tried to push up it, like and I was halfway down and there was nothing like I've never felt that like absolutely incapable of pushing myself up any further and she knew it she called it she's like oh she's done so yeah because I, I really do feel like I, I probably could have banged out 40 but I did Thir- 36 and actually that's the only number of all the things that I remember <laughs> 36. I don't remember how many sit-ups I did, and I don't remember my run time. So I'll say, on the record, like, um, three months from now, we're, uh, 90 days, we're doing this again, and um, I'm going to get a perfect score. That's my goal. Wow. All right. The bar has been set. To see what standards you would have to hit to pass, or hey, who knows, get an excellent score in the Air Force Physical Fitness Test, go to runnersworld.com audio. We're going to follow up with Robert and Christine as he trains for that perfect score, and she seeks to do 40 push-ups in a minute before they both retake the test in August. And here with the kick are Sarah Lorge Butler and Kit Fox. Hey, Kit. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good. So I hear that you got to speak to a celebrity runner this week. Yes, I was so excited. I got to talk to Zach Guilford, more commonly known as television's favorite quarterback, Matt Saracen from the TV show Friday Night Lights. And he actually this weekend is joining three other castmates for a mini reunion. They're all going to run the 10-mile Spartan race in Chicago on June 11th. So he's being joined by Minka Kelly, who's Lila Garrity in the show, uh, Amy Teagarden, who is Julie Taylor, and fan favorite Taylor Kish, Tim Riggins in the show. Now, did you get the sense that they're taking this seriously, or is this just kind of an appearance thing for them? Oh, no, they're all actually training. Uh, Zach told me that he's carrying logs around his home in Pasadena and doing kettlebells and things like that. They're training for the spear throw. Um, So they're all taking it very seriously. And uh, he said that they're going to try and finish the race together and work together throughout it. And does he have a running background? Yeah, Zach is actually a runner. He started running in college. um, And during the filming of the show, he said that he was training for a marathon. Um, It was filmed in Texas. So these were like the brutal Texas heat summers. Um, Wasn't able to complete the marathon because of a filming conflict, though, unfortunately. He said, though, that he's in the best shape he's been in since filming the show and running in that ridiculously hot weather. Speaking of heat and marathons, uh, there was a bit of controversy in Vermont this weekend. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That's right. This was Memorial Day weekend in Burlington, Vermont, at the Vermont City Marathon. And temperatures climbed so high during the race that three hours and 58 minutes into the race, the race director stopped the race. No one else was allowed to finish after a certain point. So how hot was it? Temperatures were in the high 80s, and humidity was very high as well. And the sun was really beating down on the runners out there. So it was a very tough day, especially for people who had been coming from the Northeast, training in the Northeast, and not used to that hot weather yet. So... This is three hours, 58 minutes in. This is the heart of when a bunch of people are finishing. Uh, What were the runners' reactions like? As you might imagine, not 
exactly thrilled. There were a lot of complaints about the about the way the race canceled it midway through, especially those runners who felt like they were doing fine and just by slowing down they could have gotten their finishing time. So they were very upset about that. The race conceded that they could have been better about communicating it to people. Um, some runners were just told to slow down. Others were told to get on a bus and clear the course. But the number of runners who just out and out ignored the race officials and kept running anyway, that was a little scary, and it was disappointing to the race director. So basically, everyone was disappointed. The runners were disappointed at how the race director handled it, and the race director was disappointed at how the runners reacted. It was an unfortunate situation. So a lot of unhappy runners out in Vermont, but on the complete other side of the country in Southern California, we got two very happy runners. One of them's not a human. It's five-year-old Weimar runner K-Dom and his owner Brian Duff, who broke the unofficial world record for the dog-human mile, and they did it in 4.13. Wow. Does the dog do any sort of special training for this? Oh, yes, he does. He actually runs with Brian or Brian's wife between 30 to 40 miles a week. 30 to 40 miles a week for a dog. That is impressive. And what's the owner's story? He sounds fast. Yeah, so so Brian is just a very dedicated runner. He's an attorney, um, does speed work a few times a week, puts in a bunch of mileage, um, a lot of which is with KDOM. So that wasn't the only world record this weekend. Sarah, what else happened? Yes, there was another one, and it was a particularly painful one. Dave Proctor of Calgary, Canada, set a 24-hour treadmill record. Do you want to know, Kit, how far he ran on the treadmill in 24 hours? Yes, please tell me. He ran 161.8 miles on the treadmill. That means he had to keep up an 854 pace for the whole time. Okay, so... How did he stay entertained or sane for 24 hours? He had a lot of friends and family around keeping him company, but it was really a struggle towards the end, especially the last couple of hours he was hurting. And I guess the big question is, is why even attempt this? He was raising money for mitochondrial disease research, and he had pictures of some of the young children who suffer from this disease um, taped to his console for extra motivation. Well, that's great. Now, I guess if you don't have a dog and you've got a treadmill and 24 hours of spare, that's about a season and a half of Friday Night Lights that you can binge watch while going for this record. I'd probably choose Downton Abbey. Thanks so much for joining me on The Kick this week, Sarah. Thank you, Kit. Don't have to worry about nothing else. So I run. That's it for this week's show. Thank you for listening, and thanks for all the reviews and ratings you've been leaving for us on iTunes, and please keep them coming. The show was produced by Sylvia Ryerson and Christine Fennessy with editing help from Rachel Swaby. The music you're hearing now and you heard at the top of the show is written and performed by Thunderhoof. I'm David Willey, Editor-in-Chief of Runner's World. I hope you'll join us next week for my interview with Ambie Burfoot, winner of the 1968 Boston Marathon longtime Runner's World editor and writer, and one of the icons of our sport. And remember to also check out our second podcast, Human Race. Our new episode is a story about, well, the world's longest urinal. But it's also a story about the man who invented it, an unsung but ingenious pioneer who's responsible for lots of the things that we still take for granted at big races today. Always keep striving Trying to do your best
And so I run.